You're listening to Say No More, a podcast in partnership with WTBU, with your hosts, Noelle and Margo. Hi. Hello. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. We've made it. We have, us recording this episode is a clear sign that we have made it through the week. Another one? Another one? We've made it through more than half the semester. And we're hanging on. We're hanging on. I will say barely. I will say it's it's been rough, but like both hands still on the bumper. You know what I'm saying? I like, hear ya. Being dragged through the mud, but like I'm still breathing. <laughs> I'm still alive and it's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I have had a really calm month and I feel very blessed to have a calm month. I'm so jealous. Yeah, I have not had really a lot of work. I have been able to mainly preparatory work, just work to get me ready for finals. That is work, though. It is work, but it's nothing like cramming in for an exam or staying up late to study. I feel like I'm getting a full night's sleep, which is very important to me. You love that. I, I don't want to like overwhelm the mic, but claps to that for a real one. Thank you. Um, that's like a really good opener for this week's topic, which is mental health and physical health and just health in general. What does it mean to be healthy in 2019? Yeah, it's a really important thing that we have been talking about a lot lately. Um, one of our one of the big things I will say before we get started with this episode, um, just a little bit of a trigger warning, is if you feel like you are having issues with food, body image, mental health, somewhere in the combination of that, we just want to let you all know that we are going to be discussing our relationships with food, our relationship with exercise, our relationships with mental health. So if that's something that you feel could trigger you, we encourage you to go back and listen to one of our previous episodes just because we want this to be a safe space for everyone. And the other thing that we will stress as we get started talking today is Noe and I are not professionals. Not at all. Not at all. We go to professionals to help us. Um, so that's a really important thing. We're just telling you guys about what our experiences are and what has felt right for us. And the big thing with health today and our big conclusion is that it is so personal and it is all about what you do to make yourself feel good. And that's different for everyone. Completely different for um, everyone. And something I want to add to that, which is like so beautifully put my dear Thank you. Um, is that if you're on your own personal journey to finding your healthy balances and it's getting a little raw uh, rough sorry not rocky oh I guess rocky, rocky too, too. Yeah. Um, but we're here with you and we're in solidarity with you and if you want to talk about something that we do mention and you want to kind of get down a little bit nittier and grittier to it please let us know please instagram message us or reach out to us in any way that you want to we are here to listen we love to listen to not only each other speak but other people speak their minds on stuff absolutely praise to that girly so i guess my first i guess getting started is noe like what is your relationship with sports did you play sports growing up in any capacity see when your family has only two girls in it and a very, very, like, manly dad, um, there's, like, no real, like, escape from sports. I, I'm, like, I feel like I'm painting in a bad light now. We did play a lot of sports growing up um, and a lot of, like, family-oriented ones, too, in that, like, for a really long period of time, 
all of my like cousins and cousin uncles were on the same soccer team yeah not in the same league like we were all on the same team the sidekicks um and my uncle was the coach several of my uncles were the coaches um and that was really fun and fresh but my favorite sport i do have to say um and it like still breaks my heart that i had to like choose between school and the sport at one time was basketball because i was a super tall girly back home i know now that i'm like very average in the states um, but yeah, basketball was really like my outlet to get a good sweat in and to feel kind of important to some sort of like aspect in society without being like a super tall freak. And I yeah. loved basketball. I still love basketball. Um, but yeah, what about you, my dear? What sports did you get up to? So I didn't play really any sports growing up. I mainly did ballet and that was really big for me. What's interesting is one of the points that I was thinking about when thinking about this episode is that there is such a big focus on team sports and playing sports in general when you're growing up. And for me, I always felt like I needed to be in a sport, but I never was in one because there was nothing that was really drawn to me. But I did I did do ballet all the way up until I was probably three to like 11. And kind of similar to your track, when I hit middle school, it got to the point in my ballet career, if you want to say, where I had to pick, do I want to pursue an education, like a regular school education, or make ballet my whole life? Yeah. And that is, I think, goes along with this idea of health and that you're making choices for yourself that will definitely have like very positive um, effects in the future if you don't see them right away. Um, but definitely positive effects in general, is that you, when you're young, you have to choose between, I guess, the path you want to go towards. And I love that, like, sports is kind of included in the options that our parents kind of set up for us. Like, if you want to get really good at soccer and use soccer to get into, like, a really dope university, then do it. Or if you want to be super, super intelligent and like use your wealth of knowledge to get into a really good university. Or if you want to work on like experience to get to a place in life. Or if you're like my freakishly talented and everything cousin uncles who are super smart and super talented athletically and just do what you want to do. But either way, like I feel that sports when you're younger is a pretty fundamental part of that at least to me growing up from where I came from yeah and obviously I didn't go the route where like you know maybe I'll play d2 basketball and that's how I'll get into college I kind of had to like sit with myself and be like hmm I'm good at basketball here but I'm probably not the best in the states but I'm very very intelligent I'd like to think so and I think I'm creative enough to get to where I want to be in life with like my the brain side of life yeah which is like a weird thing to say because both involve brain but in different ways different sides of your brain different ways but when you're young it's kind of like oh do i want to be like this type of person or that type of person which is all very like under the umbrella of health like you have to choose what's best for you well what was hard for me was so what here's the story of what happened to me but in fifth grade i was going to be in the 
the National Ballet, I'm going to spill tea, the National Ballet Nutcracker. Who is she? And I had done it for two years prior. And when I hit fifth grade, what happened was, was one of my rehearsals hit um, between a trip, a civil rights movement trip that we were going, my school was going to be doing to Little Rock, Arkansas, which is like a big part of the middle school program at the mm-hmm. school that I went to. And I really wanted to be able to do both, which I think is commendable for anybody to say, I want to have both in my life. I want to be able to be athletic or be a ballet dancer, which athleticism and ballet definitely go hand in hand, and focus on my education. And unfortunately, I was faced with this choice where I had to choose because the trip was falling over one of my rehearsals and the head of national ballet told me that I had to pick that if I missed one rehearsal that was it I couldn't be in the show I was over it was over for me which kind of sucks in yeah. its own right like I'm glad you at that young age you had the opportunity to like practice your choice making skills decision making yeah. skills I guess um but that kind of sucks for them to be like you're seven but you have to choose between two semi-important equally important things it was really bizarre it was weird because I think that is the first time in my life where I was really faced with like having to make a really big choice like that and really have to analyze and think about what do I want the trajectory of my life to be at 11 years old. That's why you're so wise. (laughs) Thank you. But it still was crazy. And my mom and dad were really supportive and were like, you do what you think is right in this situation. And for me, I was like 100% learning about the civil rights movement. Mm Mm-hmm. 100% because that is something that like ballet it can come in and out and I'll talk about that how it still stayed in my life in the remainder of this episode but that sucked and that's when my ballet career ended and I think that in combination with in terms of ballet I remember at before one of my rehearsals um, the year prior for a young girl when you're 10 years old it's long hours you're not really you're dancing a little bit but you're also sitting you you have you're exhausted you're not drinking enough water you're not eating enough because you're in these um this environment where you know you need to look a certain way which is so insane even at a young age that you're under that pressure but it still is one of those things where I loved dancing and I loved the classical music and that still is a huge part of my life but I passed out before one of my rehearsals. My mom like found me on the floor, like passed out because I was dehydrated and Dude. hadn't eaten enough, which is insane, insane. I was so young. And I think when I was making that decision, that was really in the back of my mind, just like in my subconscious of like going forward, like I, I don't want to live my life like this. And that's not to say that all ballet dancers live like that. But there is just a generalized culture about around needing to be a certain size and it's the image of health. It the quoted quote like air major air quote image of health. Image of health versus being healthy because I will say as like a a a thicker girl in society growing up like my my thick thighs have been with me since from when I can remember like knowing that thighs were a thing. and I feel like growing up, a lot of the people kind of outside of my immediate family would always be like, you're really healthy. You're like very like healthy 
for like a girl your size, which like is kind of like a backhanded compliment. <sighs> to disclaim like that for a girl your size. Yeah, which like I'm not like you know, I'm not like You're perfect. I yeah. You're perfect. It's, and it's like I think having those comments kind of pushed on me from a young age for a while kind of like shaped this image of health in my own head where like I had to try as hard as I could to get rid of my thighs and like the baby pouch um in my stomach and mm-hmm. like I had to like make my face look slimmer. And it's like if how do you do those things? If you're not a Kardashian and you don't have access to surgery, one. Two, why would I want to do those things when, like, I am a, now I know, a beautifully crafted creature from the stars and the universe beyond. Um, And it took so much for me to, like, get to that point of, like, my own definition of my image. And it's not even an image of health at this point. It's a feeling of health. How do you feel? Are you feeling okay? And I do want to shout out. Um, my parents, first of all, for kind of helping me come to this like self-awareness and understanding that like as long as I feel good and I know that I'm treating my body right and my mind right, then I am healthy rather than like having to be a size two and then, oh, I'm completely healthy, like no health issues forever. And a big part of that was like growing up, um, so my mom has lupus. And so my parents have had to do a lot of dietary and like lifestyle changes for that. And I say my parents, even though it's just my mom who has lupus, because my dad is supportive as hell with that stuff. Um, the day that she found out that she had to go vegan for a minute, he <laughs> he like binge ate his favorite meat foods, tended to get himself sick. Um, And the day after, just quit, which I, like, commend so hard. That's awesome. Yeah, and now they eat meat again um, just because, like, you know, your body wants different things at different times. Like, at one point in your life, being vegan will help you. At the other point in your life, you're going to need a few few other things that you had to cut out previously. Yeah. Um, And so seeing them go through that journey of, like, health and wellness and trying to find it, but trying to be happy with it too was very important to me from a young age, just because like not everyone around me's parents was like going vegan, yeah. you know, like they, none of my friends knew what tofurkey was. Like well, it probably wasn't trendy at the time either. Oh, definitely not. Um, I remember we one trip we took to LA with like my godmother, my Nina Claire, um, and she took us to the super, super low-key, like, vegan restaurant. And at the time, because, like, we ate what my parents would make at home, but then, like, ooh, when we went to Grandma's house and Grandma had fried chicken, it was on. It was on. Um, but I remember my Nina taking me and my mom to this vegan restaurant, a raw vegan place, um, and I ordered pizza, and it was cold and, like, just vegetable, and I did not want any of it. <laughs> and look what, like nearly 20 years later my favorite thing to make myself is a broccoli and kale pizza oh and look at that so yeah. Nina Claire I'm sorry if I threw any like sus or sass your way when you took me there but just know <laughs> I that is a very powerful image in my mind that you kind of set me up to be a semi-vegan or to be conscious about those like plant-based choices in my life yeah <laughs> I love looking back at my younger self and being like, you're going to be okay. Because my personal story with food, it's been a long, a long, I don't want to say a struggle, but it's been a journey for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I grew up underweight 
So it was like pretty underweight. And it was like every time I would go to the doctor, they would be like, you're not meeting your numbers, wanting to like do all these tests and checking to see if I was okay, if something was wrong with me. And growing up, I really didn't have an appetite. And that even goes back to like when I was born, like I was premature and it took I stayed in the hospital for an extra two weeks because it took me two weeks to drink one ounce of milk. Oh, my gosh. Baby so Marco. it's crazy. But it, I just remember in middle school, I just did not have an appetite. Like I did not I didn't want to eat. And it wasn't that I it wasn't that I didn't want to eat like I wanted to eat. But I would wake up in the mornings nauseous and just not hungry. And I would try to like I would try to eat. But I'm very appreciative that my family because my family's also pretty were short people my parents were never like forcing me to eat like you need to eat they were like listen to your body do what feels best for your body if you're not hungry you can eat whenever you want like if it gets later at night like eat your snack whatever and I think they're just at that point in my life in middle school and even in high school they were like just eat what you want eat when you feel good and I think the thing with weight and our society and weight gain, weight in general, is that people are always talking about losing weight. Yes. Losing weight. It's always like... The freshman 15. <sighs> be wary of that. And I went to, came to school and I didn't even think about that. And I think the big thing that I think is important to say on this platform is that... So I graduated from high school at 85 pounds, which is crazy, like so tiny. But it was just, I was just listening to my body and it wasn't like I was restricting or, I was just living my life. It just was like how my body wanted to be at the time. And I got to school and my, my doctor had said to me like hit your like appropriate like BMI, like hit your goal is to hit like 100 pounds, which is, Mm -hmm. I know to some people be like, that's insane I could it's it's small it's small but it's like a whole 15 you know whole 15 pounds and I I like didn't there were times where my mom and dad would take me to to a nutritionist and the nutritionist would say you need to make sure you're eating like do you like eating and it was really just me listening to my appetite because I'm so intuitive and so into just listening to myself that I'm, I'm not gonna force food down my system if I don't feel it that it's right like I've just never been like that um and I just remember feeling so bad because I was like I'm underweight like I could never finish a plate like I'd feel bad when I'd go out to dinners at like family friends houses and I'd finish eating and it would be like all of my food was like still yeah on the plate and I would feel so bad about it and finally when I came to school I gained the 15 pounds but the freshman 15 was to my benefit because I felt like a lot healthier and it happened organically I didn't sit and try to binge or force myself to eat but I think the moral of the story is is girls specifically are Mm -hmm. always told watch out for the freshman 15 like it's a big deal like be careful of that and I have two things to say about that first of all weight gain is not bad it can be really good and really healthy as you grow up to gain a little bit of weight. And that's what I did. I gained a full 15 pounds when I came to school, but it was to my benefit. So first of all, that's not something that you should be afraid of because it's a matter of listening to your body. And 
second of all, it's like, it's important to just do things at your own pace. And that's what I feel like I did. We are just always told weight gain is bad. Weight gain is bad. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what's wrong with your body getting to a weight that it feels like instinctively is good for it? Intuitively. No, exactly. Like, my biggest thing is, and I want more people to think like this because I feel like it's made me so much more happier and not even satisfied but like it's it's made me appreciate like the body I have right now and like the abilities that I have and just like what I can do and just how beautiful I am just in the more general sense of it but to stop thinking about your physical body in terms of numbers totally at least for right now at least for when we're young because obviously I'm very aware of the fact that like as we get older, and maybe you're at that point in your life right now, um, in your 20s-ish, 20-somethings, where for your own health, for health reasons, you do have to watch your weight and you do have to be a little more considerate about the things that you eat. But you know what? If you're fine, if you can afford to like have the extra cookie because you want to and you've had a stressful day and you like food comforts you honestly do it like what what is so wrong about that people have different like comfort mechanisms if food is yours that's fine. like because mine is food i like food we honestly love food. Oh we my love God. food we love it like when i'm stressed i will snack i know a lot of people are like the complete opposite where when they're stressed they feel like their stomach is completely full i'm like girl i don't have that problem at all <laughs> Um, Which I love you and support you for that. <laughs> Thank you. But then I know that like my body has limits. I'm not binge eating and I'm not overdoing it. I know that just sometimes I'm going to need a good snack to get me through the day or the week. Yeah. And I also know that like as long as I keep myself balanced and I don't freak out about working out, but I know that like, okay, I'm going to do a few minutes of cardio tomorrow and my body is going to feel fine you know then that's good that's my definition of health it's not oh i'm gonna gain like point something something pounds if i eat like one more peanut butter bite yeah which peanut butter is great for you peanut butter is good for you nut butters nut butters are great for you and i think the other thing too that we've people forget is like you're not meant to be the weight that you were as like a senior in high school for your whole oh, life. You are so That's not. That's not going to happen. We are growing. <laughs> Our bodies are literally changing, especially as women. Or yeah, especially as women. Like we're going through so many changes. Still, I feel like you can't compare your f- physicality. I don't know if I'm saying that word right. No, you got it. Yeah, amazing. You can't compare your physicality right now to how it was four or five years ago and I think that's kind of a good like lead back to this idea of like health today health in 2019 yeah because it really isn't just about your physical body anymore no both are so connected and we kind of talked about this um last time we saw each other yeah well not the last time because we I saw, saw each you other like an hour ago. yeah we were eating at Tate again yeah with my little sister my little sister is visiting oh love her I know she was supposed to give a shout out on the air so I'll do it for her we love you Reese Reese is here in spirit um <laughs> but yeah it definitely goes beyond 
how you treat your body body nowadays. I think that how the your mental and physical health become buddies and like work together is so important to how yeah. you feel, which is something I wish I learned a lot earlier and a lot sooner. Um, and I re- honestly really didn't come to terms with that idea until the summer. Um, I was home for the summer and I would work out with my parents almost every day of the week at like the ungodly hour of four in the morning, sometimes five if like... I can't believe that. Yeah, which I got because, you know, my family or my mom and dad are part of this really cool, super cool workout running group. Shout out to the gorilla team, the morning clan. Um, And I think it was just being surrounded by people who wanted to be there and wanted to work out and were so willing to push themselves. for this just like sense of accomplishment yeah that made me realize that i do need to do some sort of workout or physical activity to be at my best because there were days when i was back home where i wouldn't work out and i would feel so lazy and so kind of worthless and i didn't know what to do with myself because i didn't start the day off with a workout compared to the days where i would wake up at like three to work out at four um, and I would feel so energized and already accomplished um, going through my day. Um, and it, it's just such it's a lovely feeling. Yeah. And I feel like I also met a lot of their really cool and just like very inspirational, motivational friends. Um, and got closer to a lot of friends I had like kind of sort of met the times I had visited back home, um, but hadn't really like gotten the chance to get close to while I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just... I don't know. I feel like my sense of community this summer really came from following my parents to work out because I got to see so many lovely faces that I had only really seen a lot through pictures from my parents, um, but up close and personal and like talk to people and, you know, work out and push myself and um, exceed my what I thought were my limits and my, my boundaries. So that's how I kind of perceive the idea of like physical and mental health when you're like walking yourself through your journey physically. Absolutely. And, and all the all the good stuff in your brain kind of unravel on their own throughout yes, the way. For sure. I really agree with you on all of that. I find that this year has been for me, I would say the last year and a half has been the most active I've ever been in my whole life. And I think it's because of a mindset shift. For me, like after my sophomore year, I I love I love my old roommate to death. She's a sweetheart, but we would get in the habit of like staying up really late and like eating Oreos like at midnight and like that the Oreos double stuff with peanut butter, dude. Always yeah. But actually, I couldn't <laughs> eat peanut butter because she had peanut allergies. Oh, that's right. But on my own time, definitely peanut butter. But if I was like outside of the apartment but around her definitely not consider it i could not do that it was definitely hard but it's for the love and health of my buddy (laughs) but um so after and i feel like that's a very quintessential part of college like being up late snacking with your friends and so i was i wasn't going to restrict i was going to enjoy myself enjoy that year but then at the end of the school year and like over the summer i just felt so bloated and i felt and the thing is is when you're five feet the bloat feels like a full-on like 
bowling ball. Like you just carry it and you feel Ooh, it boom. a little bit more. No. <laughs> and so I just was feeling sluggish. And I was like, you know what? It's time. I'm almost, I guess at that point I was like, I'm almost 21 or almost 20. Like I need to instill some sort of routine into my life just to make me feel good. Like there is a, again, back to last episode, like a lot of change happening and I just needed another outlet. And so for me, my mindset was, okay, I'm not going to go full on like CrossFit training mode because it's like that felt too intense to me. But I was like, I'm just going to take little baby steps in my life to instill like living an active lifestyle because I think that is the easiest way to get started is think yeah. of it as just how can I be as active as possible. Mm-hmm. Completely so agree. for me, it'd be you. It's very easy to do this, but walking everywhere. I, I started walking everywhere. I still walk everywhere even when it's cold. Like I rarely take the bus or the T. Like I always am walking. Also, side note, what kind of person are you if you – like actually trust the bus or the T to That's be on true. time when you need it to or be on Or pay time. money for an Uber to class. I'm sorry, but I'm going to roast people that do that. Oh, people do that. I want names. I want numbers. I want Instagram handles. <laughs> I, I will roast you. I will. That's such a waste of money. It's a big waste of money. It's like at, at most a 20 minute walk. I get maybe, maybe if you live off campus, like deep in the depths of like Alston or Brookline. But dude, come on. Yeah. And it's so good for you. Walking is one of the best ways to actually do cardio. It's better for your knees. It's great. I mean, if you are seeking to lose weight, again, personal journey, a really great way to get started with that is simply walking. I was Mm -hmm. reading an article that was talking about how that's just a very basic, easy way to get in shape is to do a power walk. So I was doing that. And the other thing that is huge, like if you know me and you're a close friend, you know, of my love for water. I do not drink alcohol at all, which again, no judgment to anybody yet, anybody else that does. Like it's a personal journey in that way as well. But I don't drink sodas. I don't drink coffee. I just drink water and I drink tea if I want, but it's mainly just water. And I find that water is something that I have turned to in every situation. Like I drink it and I drink probably three liters of water a day. And that's just because I love, it's just because I love it. Again, people can drink what feels good for them, but I drink a full three liters a day because that's what makes, that's like my coffee. It like makes me feel alert. It makes me feel lively. My skin really benefits from it. I just, I don't feel foggy. I'm peeing a ton, not to be a little TMI, but I'm always peeing. Like I just feel good and always cleansing yourself I get that but this is the one thing that I that I love and I tell all of my girlfriends this and this is a great self-care hack on those days when you're feeling so sad and this is what I do when I'm feeling super sad and I'm I've had like a good cry and I'm sad and I'm or I'm just not feeling my best self what I do is I go to any sort of drugstore, like a CVS, like Target, whatever. And I go and I pick the most expensive bottle of water for myself. Like I say, okay, Margo, like self-care, pick whatever water you want. Like bougie water, Fiji, Voss, like Evian. judge on like- Essentia, whatever. Oh, Essentia, yeah. Yeah. Essentia is the girl. Like she, she is the one. She's great. I, my goal in life is to have- not a vending machine because I want to like 
reduce my plastic use as much as I can. Um, but I want to have like an Essentia fountain, like a beautiful Ooh. one with a little Cupid hanging in the middle. Look at that. And I get to like frolic under it, like it's arched. <laughs> so uh, if you can imagine this. You can so open like, your mouth under it. Yeah. So the Cupid is spitting out Essentia and I'm like running under it, but then I'm also like catching it in my mouth. The other thing I love about him is like you whipping out your hydro flask and like sticking it under that. I, you know what? <laughs> Me and my little like, like <laughs> my crazy hydro flask. Just to paint the picture for you guys, Noelle's hydro flask is, or her Yeti, I guess. It's covered with fabulous stickers. Like it's covered. It's very eccentric. So I'd love to see that contrast. But yeah. So that's what I do. And then I tell myself, like, drink it you're taking care of yourself, like you're putting water in your system. And it's funny, that really relieves me. And when I was dealing with my anxiety when I was younger too, the first thing I would instinctively always turn to is like water is a security blanket, which is really funny. Like it just, it just was what I, I gravitated towards. Like again, doesn't work for everybody else sometimes, but yeah. that was what I found. Like my comfort mechanism anytime I'm sad is to drink water. And I think a big part of that is actually because of my mom because when I was little and I would get sad or like homesick or you know something was happening and my instinct was to like start crying the first thing my mom would do is like go get a glass of water like I love not without me that's so sweet yeah not even with me saying like mom can you get me some water but she would go and get it and just say like Margo like sip some water like take a deep breath and I think that's just a routine that I've maintained in my life and so as I've gotten older I just love drinking water and I love this about you yeah I I knew this but I love that you kind of expanded on it yeah especially in this podcast we're learning (laughs) so many new things about each other it's so fun um but on the topic of like comfort mechanisms because that is an important part of being healthy I well I said my like thing was snacking but another thing I think is very important is music. Like if I'm in a funk and I'm like, okay, if I could just get out of this class and blast this song while I walk down Com Ave, like until I reach my home, like just blast it for 20 minutes, I know that I will feel a little bit better in 20 minutes. And the song always changes. It's like always a different one depending on my mood, depending on like what's bothering me. But it's always just one song that, like, if, I, if something is super bothering me, I need to blast it all the time. Yeah. Consistently, the one that's, like, been brought up a lot, I think, because it reminds me of home and, like, family, is Bob Marley's Is This Love. I, I don't love know why. Song. Like, anytime that comes on um, on the radio when I'm home, like, while we're driving during a very, like, beautiful Sunday um, I just get in the feels so I think that like kind of reminds me that my happy place is not unattainable it's just a little bit farther away than I want it to be in the moment but I'll still reach it eventually yeah which is very important you know it's so important and I find with the song is this love like it also makes me think about like gratitude like the big message of the song is really like is this love like everything around you could hypothetically be love and so you're taking things in your life that could be mundane and thinking I'm gonna find the like the gratitude in that and what I'm grateful for and that's another thing Noe and I are big journalers I love a good journaling session we love it 
I miss I miss having like two hours every night to be like, let me do my bullet journal. Yeah, I still journal almost every night. Even if I don't have time to do a full entry, this is another way to make yourself feel mentally healthy is I write three highlights of the day. I love it. And three points of gratitude. What am I thankful or grateful for? And I find too, like doing that right before bed at the end of the day, whether it's a good day or a bad day, it's just a very grounding, centering behavior that Mm -hmm. just makes you think about like, just think about your life. And there might've been a little thing that made you upset during the day. But when you go back to reflect on there's still so much good out there for yourself. You, you go to bed a little bit calmer, feeling good. And also in my bedtime routine, I foam roll before bed. Oh, we've definitely talked which about. Which is my favorite thing to do. You can get a miniature foam roller on Amazon for super cheap. Like I just have the Amazon do Basics it. one. And I, I'll roll out like my back and like my legs and I'll um, – stretch out my arms on it like I'll lay in a way that stretches them out so I just feel make my goosey. feel loose and it just kind of relaxes your muscles before bed and yeah. it just it just makes you feel good it, okay similar to the the foam roller and I want Amazon to make a bundle of these two things because I think they go hand in hand Whoa, what is it the ice roller for your face dude I never go not just a day I never go a morning or a night. I still have to get it. Where I don't roll my face out. You need to get it. We'll link this, guys, in the show notes. Noelle's favorite ice foam roller and or ice roller and I'll link the foam roller. Yeah. And maybe petition to bundle them together. Yeah. The Saint Omar bundle. Important. The Saint Omar bundle. There but, you go. Yeah. Those foam I actually just bought a face roller today. Ooh, a jade one? I okay, so it looks a little R-rated, if you know what I mean. Oh, it's a yeah. little like a little phallic looking, mm-hmm. and I bought it to like I, I got it at Target um, from the brand Versed. That's another real. That's a great side note. A great skincare brand at Target that you can get. It's from the women of We Wore What and um, or not We Wore What, Who What Wear and Click Media. It's their skincare line that you can get, and it's vegan. It's cruelty free. It's a great affordable skincare line. Mm-hmm. And after I saw you, I went to Target because I had to get another Brita filter. Yes. Which water, there you go. She, need, she needs need, her water purified. My wa- when she it. can't go out to get Essentia, she brings Essentia to herself. It's true. And so I saw that they were doing a holiday bundle, which I'm very excited about, new holiday the bundles. Holiday yes. bundles are coming. Yes. I am not ready. So I, they had like a serum, like you could get two serums and a like a face roller for 15 like $15 which I thought was a really good deal yeah that's a so steal. um I bought the set and it came with a face roller that looks kind of phallic mm-hmm. feel free to look it up guys if you want to or maybe I'll put that in the show notes too if you want yeah, to click on do that it on your own time do though. it on your own time we're not describing it we're not going to describe it but I'm excited to get into that because I had a jade roller and I don't know I didn't love it I, I tried the jade roller out for a minute too. And I think that, I don't know, because I'm also more of a rose quartz girly, but I people were recommending the jade roller to me. I just think it was very ineffective to what like the ice roller has done for me. Because, okay, side note, but kind of important 
important to why I suggest the ice roller to almost everyone in my life. Um, I get really bad migraines um, around my eyes. And it's so bad sometimes that, like, I can't even stare at one thing without, like, going um, immediately to the bathroom because I think I'm going to make sick. Um, No. Yeah, they get bad. Um, And I was gifted this ice roller a year ago during Christmas. Like, oh, wow. It's almost Christmas. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, a year ago, and it has changed my life. Like, I will do a quick like one minute roll session in the morning feel completely fine throughout the day Uh, I'll feel it when I get home from work or school and hit my face with it one more time Um, and I just feel so good throughout the day it's also really good if you're prone to like facial bloating because sometimes I just wake up and my face just feels and looks so swollen and I'll ice roll it out and I'll feel so good you need this ice roller you need it I bet you didn't think about it but now you're thinking, I need this ice roller it's and the foam really, body roller. It's really, the ice rollers are really in. I feel like it's one of those, Am- in the beauty world, it's one of those Amazon trend items that's really For big. Sure. So I definitely, I definitely need to give that a go. Because the other thing is cold is really good for your skin because it like seals everything mm-hmm. in. Like it, it kind of seals the capillaries and it makes everything really firm. So it's just like another good skincare hack. I would say but yeah in terms of being active today what do you like to do hmm. okay my ideal workout this is a hard question my ideal workout would be kind of like the crossfit stuff i would do while i was back home but my issue is i think i've gotten too spoiled to how wonderful um the gym that like my family goes to and that their group goes to is. Um, so here I do a lot of running and I do a lot of like baby circuits on my own. I love rowing too. So I do more like self-led, lent yeah, self-led <laughs> workouts. Um, but I used to be really into cycling um, for a moment in sophomore year and then I was like oh my I don't know if my bank account can handle this every week yeah but you let's talk about bar let's get into bar (laughs) I this summer in New York I was really getting into my workout routine just because you know after a long day of work it's a good way to de-stress and you're sitting in a desk hunched up all day so in addition to walking back at home in Nashville and here in Boston a little bit in New York I I've been going to the bar method for about, I want to say, a year and a half, and I love it. It's a great, it's a great workout because you don't leave it feeling winded. You just feel strong, um, which is very important. Yeah, you want to feel energized. You don't want to feel like you're may have to like go to the hospital and yeah. uh, get your lungs checked out at the ER. You're building up muscle. It's all about doing a lot of small isometric motions with really light weights. And so when you're looking, you're like two pounders, like I'm not going to feel any pain from that, but you're doing these teeny tiny motions for a long period of time. So you're really feeling the burn. But what I really enjoy about bar is that it brings that ballet spirit that I grew up with back into my lifestyle in a way that feels realistic and attainable for my education 
and my career. It's like I can do all the ballet moves that I like, that Mm -hmm. I grew up with, without having to sacrifice my whole life for ballet. And I love that for you. I love being able to return to something that gave you passion, but in a way that kind of serves your body a little bit more at the place you're at right now. And I know like sometimes I get the music going. It's, yes. it, it kind of strays from like classical ballet. You get some like hip hop in there. Yes. That's so fun. I love it. And it really does give me a feeling of nostalgia because it takes me back to my childhood. And I find that a lot of the things that I learned doing ballet from a relatively serious ballet school, it my posture and a lot of the things instinctively that have just been ingrained in my head, they all have kind of come back over the years and this year. And it's been really awesome. I also am a big yoga person. I don't think yoga gets enough credit, and I don't mean hot yoga or core power. I mean classic, classic classical classic flow flow yoga, mm-hmm. Iyengar yoga. Um, I grew up doing Iyengar yoga at my school. I got to do that instead of PE, which was really cool. That's so fun. It, I wish we had that option. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. So I did that all in middle school and high school, and. Um, in New York over the summer, I was doing a lot of yoga at Aloe Yoga, mm-hmm. which is the yoga clothing brand and lifestyle brand. But at their studios, they also have very professional, um, well-trained instructors that have had like over 500 hours of training. So you're going and you know you're getting a full classic yoga experience. And I also love with all my heart in New York, Sky Ting Yoga. It's such an incredible yoga studio it was started by these two friends um chrissy jones and chloe kernigan in new york and they're yoga instructors and there's just something about the energy in sky tang i don't really know how to describe it you just feel good when you're there and Mm -hmm. i the thing that i also like about their yoga classes is it feels like cardio like you're getting you're going through the flow so quickly that you're building up heat in your body and you just feel good after. And yeah. I love them. I Again, I this year I've just been so into I'm – addic- I'm addicted to the endorphins, Noe. I'm in- addicted to them. Like I just love that feeling. A little rush that. in your daily life. Yeah. So yeah. I usually at school I try to go – I walk every day. I try to go to bar – Right now, I've been consistently being able to go to bar two times a week, which feels good for me. It feels good for my body. And then usually on hump day, I'll do – on Wednesdays, I'll do an extra round of cardio. If I want to mm-hmm. do a little at-home workout, my two favorite YouTube channels – or actually three favorite YouTube channels for working out are – I love Blogilates. Um, her name is Cassie Ho, and she – does all these free Pilates, like at-home Pilates classes online. You don't need any equipment, and it feels really, really good. You can feel the burn with that. Um, I also love – who are the other people I love? I also love Melissa Wood Health, and she's just got a really good mentality of, like, feeling good in your body. Like, you don't need to do a transformation. You don't need to look a certain way, but just integrating – activity in your day to feel good so i love yeah. her too um i'm trying to think of who the third one is oh and then the third one is yoga with adrian so if i want to do like a little bedtime flow before bed or if i'm studying and i'm starting to feel kind of antsy and cramped up and i want to do a quick flow mm-hmm. yoga with adrian has all these different types of flows that are like five minutes or 10 minutes or even a full 45 minutes so i find that I don't 
if I don't have like a set workout, I don't beat myself up about it because I'm like, there are many ways to integrate activity when I when it feels right yeah. into my schedule. Like today I was going to try to work out and I woke up this morning really not feeling that good, honestly. Like my stomach was kind of hurting a little bit and I just felt sluggish and not good. And I was like, I'm not going to push myself. So then we got lunch and I had a matcha and I feel great. I love that. And it's like, I'm not going to treat yourself day. Yeah. And it's like, I did walk all the way from Fenway to our apartment building, mm-hmm. which is like, a, which is a, a, walk. a long walk. And it's like, I just did that at my own pace. And that's that. Like, I'm going to have a cookie tonight. I don't care. I love it. Some, some days and some weeks, you're just not going to be able to give all of your energy to full, like 45 minute to one hour workouts five out of the seven days and that's completely fine because as long as your body still feels fine and as long as you're moving a little bit and you're just listening to what you need both mentally and physically you will be fine and speaking of listening I'm going to use this as our transition into House of Horoscope oh baby I did listen to Virgo today if you didn't listen to our episode last week um, Margot told me about uh, this new feature on Spotify or this new channel on Spotify that gives you a daily horoscope in like a two to three minute clip and it's um, specific to each different astrology sign. And mine have been very, very relevant to me. I can't like remember exactly what they've been telling me, but my review is five out of five. Give it a listen. Try it. I have something new for you though. Wow, I'm excited. I love new stuff. This is new astrology. This is a relationship where you give, I take, I give, you take. Um, Love that for us. Love it. Um, But also on Spotify, they have a new feature where they make astrology science specific playlists and they're also so accurate because I have been in my feels all week and I started listening to this um, playlist on Tuesday. And anytime I just put it on shuffle is like the right song for the right moment. It gets me and I am confused. I Now I'm like, okay, well, our Virgo is just like that predictable. But then I was asking my sister if like she had listened to some of her playlists and she obviously said no. But I asked her how she's, she'd been feeling this week and I went in and listened to some of the songs and I'm like, okay, you would like these, listen to this playlist. So I think they're just called like the Virgo playlist. Yeah, if you look up yeah. your astrology sign, it's right there. Um, I think it's part of a cosmic playlist collection. It's by Spotify. They're the makers of the, the playlist too, if that helps you guys narrow it down. Yeah, so I have not listened to my podcast um, screening today, but another platform that I really like for horoscopes that I feel good about is on The Cut, which I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. So through New York Magazine's The Cut, they come out with weekly horoscopes at the start of the week. And I think weekly horoscopes are great because it also gives you another blanketed full week what to expect, opposed to just a day and getting nitty gritty on that. So I'm going to read you guys my horoscope from the cut today and it says and it's interesting because i can reflect on this now that it's friday and the week is almost over but it says this week it's possible to believe in evil without being scared 
it's possible to know that darkness is real without worrying that you'll lose yourself in it. Other people might try to sugarcoat what they see, but not you. You're brave enough to be honest, both about the bad things that exist and the good things that are possible but not here yet. This is a week to lean into the belief that you're capable of handling the days ahead of you because you are without a doubt. So I feel really... I liked that for you. I liked it for me. Again, I think we're coming to the end of the semester. Mm Mm-hmm. You're going to hear us say it a thousand times, but... I will not stop talking about it until I am home in my own bed hugging my grandmas. Yeah. (laughs) We're thinking about the trajectories of our lives. We're in a very transitional time, and I don't know. I I was talking to my brother today on the phone, and he was telling me about school and how he's doing because our siblings are the same age. Both of our siblings are freshmen in college. They're just starting. Mm -hmm. And... You know, my brother is so awesome. He's pursuing business school, and I just am really proud of him. And you know, Noe, like I really want to go to business school myself, Mm -hmm. and I'm proud of him for taking the leap and feeling confident to say, like, I'm going to try no matter what. And I think part of me came to college not feeling like, not, not that I wasn't feeling that I was good enough, but I didn't know if I was good enough to be able to handle going to business school and trying to pursue business school. But I just, I really commend him for going all in and just doing it. And I think, unfortunately, that is a part of like, with the, a society we grow up in where guys feel like even if they don't have the qualifications, they feel way more confident to go into a field where they have no qualifications, where is women sometimes think about the reality a little bit more. And so the way that this connects to my horoscope is with hearing about how my brother's doing in business school and he's doing fabulously. I'm, again, so proud of him. It has made me think, I do find that a lot of the times I am very realistic with myself. Like I don't sugarcoat things to myself when I'm thinking about my life. Yeah. And I think that's to my benefit. I think it's also to my detriment. But I do like that this horoscope is saying you're capable of handling what's ahead of you. Even if that means long term that at some point I'm going to go to graduate school and pursue my MBA. Which is amazing. I love I love things like that where it's not so much as like good or bad news that's going to like bum out your day. But just some guidance um, from the stars as to lead you in the right directions if you're thinking about things a little too heavy. Yeah. Um, my I got on the cut too. Mine this week is, not everybody is as committed to the world as you are. You're uniquely attuned to the significance of the grounded, petty, everyday world. But it's so easy, if you aren't careful, for your commitment to the world to conquer, to devour you, devour you. It's so easy to start believing you owe everyone else the best of you, all your joy or your labor or the space inside your head. This is a week to return to yourself if you've gotten lost along the way. Your body and energy and life belong to you. Which is... I love that too. Also kind of crazy that... I don't I feel like my other apps haven't picked up on this this week, but I have been doing some very positively selfish things this week. Good. You should. That like are so selfish. I don't know if I I don't know if I feel obligated 
to even share them. It's obviously nothing like detrimental. I'm not like, yeah. my hair is pink. I did it for myself. <laughs> None of that. My hair is still natural. Beautiful, curly, <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> but I have been not considering a lot of people's opinions or people in general and some very baby things that I've been um, deciding, which for me is a big step because if you know me and like my mom has tried to reinforce this idea of like knowing that like I am okay, I'm never offending anyone unless I like actually do something um, that I just am trying not to care about anyone else's input into my life right now, which is a very important thing because we are thinking about like moves. And I think that one thing that I've been focusing on a lot in terms of like after undergrad is like where am I going to be happy what kind of identity will I take on will I be happy as and who will be around me that will make me feel happy what will I be doing that will make me happy like how am I going to make myself as happy as I can be post undergrad starting kind of from grand zero and obviously I will consider like the very important people. Mom and dad, don't freak out. I'm still going to talk to you guys about like my money moves. But at the end of the day, I feel like I'm getting to that point where I kind of understand the person that I am and what I want in this new stage of life. And I'm fine with it. And I feel more confident in it where to a point where I don't have to ask every single person I know, like, this is right, right? And I think that's yeah, cause super that's important to me. I think that's what adulthood is all about you're transitioning into a phase where you're leaving the nest for realsies. For real? And maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. We're but sick, you're, we're... You're, you're in this place where you know that you it's your life now and you can make your own choices. And I think that's a really great way for us to end the episode when it comes to talking about health, that at the end of the day, health is all about what you do to feel good. Your body, your choice. Amen. Not about your mind, your choice. Your mind, your choice. And on that note, we're really excited because next week we're going to be full in holiday gear. Get ready. Get- My name is Noelle. Y'all don't know how excited I am for the Christmas slash holiday season slash Hanukkah season. Yes. Margo's going to teach me about Hanukkah. Yes. Um, I'm going to teach Margo about some Christmas traditions that we practice back home. Um, and we're just going to be learning and celebrating. Yeah. So thanks so much, guys. We'll be back next week with a new episode. And we'll see you and you'll hear us so soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Please be sure to follow us on Spotify at Say No More Podcast and on Instagram at Say No More Pod. Bye.